0: Coming up on the Rommel Anakin show, we're going to have a conversation on how to navigate conflicts with your colleagues at work. Why? A study found that 85% of employees surveyed have to deal with conflict to some degree. And that same study indicated that employees spend an average of 2.1 hours a week dealing with some kind of conflict. So does navigating conflict with a colleague feel a lot like crawling on all fours on broken glass? You know that sinking feeling you get when you know that you need to tackle that issue head on, but you don't, and it gets worse and no one is happy, especially you. If so, this episode is for you. I'm Ramel Anakin. Welcome to my show. Now, Glenn, let's strike up the band. This is the Romel Anakin Show. As you can guess, I'm Romel Anakin. I'm so glad that you are here. This is the fastest growing show on relationships, communication, people skills on the internet. Don't ask me for any stats. that back that assertion up at all. So glad you're here, guys. As I remember um, last year, I was doing a training workshop for a group of managers and leaders. and And I think it was... After the second hour of training, I'd sent the whole group on a break. And during the break, I stepped away from everyone and I went outside of the room to enjoy some fresh air, to enjoy um just seeing the the leaves on the tree, on the trees, because it was a part of country where it felt a little bit more like fall than where I live in Southern California. And so I was enjoying the, the crisp air. I was enjoying seeing the colors of the leaves on the tree and on the ground. And I was honestly just also just enjoying taking a break from being the leadership trainer, right? I just just needed a little bit of a break. And so a few minutes into the break, as I was walking around, one of the people in the training came up to me and started a conversation. And And I'm not going to lie, When he started to come up to me and I knew that he wanted to talk, there was a part of me that was thinking, maybe if I don't make eye contact with him, we'll be okay, right? Because I was on a break. I needed the break too. But I could see that he needed to talk and that he wanted to talk. And so um, I went up to him. He came up to me and, and here's what he asked. And he had this very serious look on his face. And he says, Ramel, what if you don't agree with what your bosses say or do? Like, oh, that's a heavy question. What do you do then, right? And then he, he went on and he said something like this. You know, Ramel, you're, you're, you're telling us some really good things about what we should do as leaders, as managers, but what if they don't do it? What if the higher-ups don't do it? I don't like that. It makes me mad. And when he pointed some things out about his peers and that what some of them had been doing and some of the things that his colleagues had been doing that he didn't like, um, I didn't hear anything that was necessarily earth-shattering in the sense of huge ethics violations or anything. It was just, he just had some frustrations and concerns, you know, and he was a, a soft-spoken person, but I could see that inside he was seething, like he was seething. Why was he seething? because he was experiencing conflict at work. So take a listen to these stats. I'm going to read these off here. 85% of employees experience some kind of conflict. 29% of employees nearly constantly experience conflict. 34% of workplace conflict happens among employees on the front line. 49% of workplace conflict happens as a result of personality clashes and egos. Uh, 27% of employees have seen personal attacks arise from conflicts. Yikes. Uh, 25% of employees have witnessed absence or sickness due to conflict. Uh, 9% of employees have seen projects fail because of workplace conflict. And uh, that is from a study. And so if you um, want to read more of that study, I'll put the link in the show notes to this. What are we saying? Work is filled with conflict, right? Over the past decade, as a professional speaker, I have worked with thousands of people on communication and people's skills. And and even in my role now for the last five and a half years as a pastor, one of the most common questions I get from people in the congregation is how to deal with their relational conflicts. I have also, in full disclosure, have caused a ton of relational conflicts in my life. So I'm absolutely an expert in how to trigger people, all right? I can tell you how to set people off because I, I was apparently good at that. I can also tell you how to navigate those conflicts without hopefully making things worse in the long run. I share a lot, you know, as a speaker, as a consultant, as a trainer, when I come in, I often tell people, you know, there's some people that come to you as their as the keynote speaker today, because they've made all the right moves, right? And their credibility is in their degrees, their education, the fact that they they made all the right decisions and now they're they're experiencing the um the fruit of those. I go, my credibility comes from the fact that I just made a bunch of mistakes again and again and again, somehow didn't get fired. Or somehow didn't get booted. I did go through divorce though, so I guess I did get fired once. um, So to speak. But I just made so many mistakes. I was able to hang on long enough to figure out. Don't do those again. Do this. Figure out what those pathways look like in terms of success, so that I could move forward with that. Okay. So, so while I could spend an entire day on this topic of, you know, what to do. If you're experiencing relational conflict at work and and how do you navigate that? Like the, like the, the person sitting in the cubicle next to you bothers you. How do you do that? Or you're in the team meeting. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. You know what I'm talking about? Right. The, the department, the Friday department meeting, and you are walking to that meeting going, oh man. Do we really need to right in your mind? You're picturing everything that's going to happen. Harold's going to do this and Becky's going to do that. And Javier's going to be this. And, you know, Richard's going to show up late and the boss is going to do right. You've already in your mind pictured how it's all going to play out. You know, what I'm talking about right conflict and all this stuff. And so if you are experiencing conflict, what I just want to do in this episode of the show is just share with you some things that I think can help you now, obviously with the caveat that this is often something that I will cover in you know, a one hour, a three hour and all day training. So I know obviously that, that I'm not going to be able to give you everything that's going to help you, but I can share with you some big ideas that I think you're going to find especially helpful. So if you are trying to figure out how to navigate conflicts with your colleagues, with your coworkers, with your boss, without messing things up or without it affecting your relationships at work, the first thing I want you to consider is this idea is master the mindset. You have to master the mindset of dealing with conflict, of navigating conflict, of moving through tense, frustrating types of situations. Here's what I mean by this. There's a lot to the mindset things I'm just going to focus on. One today, what if we are viewing conflict all wrong? What if you are viewing conflict in a way that's actually creating more conflict for you? Okay. What if conflict was actually normal? And what if conflict could actually be a good thing when handled well? Right. So conflict agitates us it makes us uncomfortable it churns the water here's what's good about conflict when you are feeling the conflict when you are feeling the tension when you're seeing sides that aren't able to come to an agreement and you feel like you're stuck in the middle and that feels like the worst place to be when it could actually be the best place to be and the reason why is this that conflict is agitating it's stirring things up. It is daylighting and surfacing things surfacing things that you want to be aware of, that the team needs to be aware of that could potentially need some change. It is highlighting that there's probably an area where some there needs to be something different done, right? There needs to be something that's done about this. And so the reason we're feeling conflict, the reason that there's tension, the reason that there's frustration is because there's something wrong there's something here that needs addressing. So what if the mindset when dealing with conflict isn't, what do we need to do to squash the conflict? What do we need to do to fix the issue so that there's no longer any conflict? What do we need to do to silence the people who are making it conflict, right? Who are making the conflict? What if we shifted that mindset from what do we need to do to squash it? What do we need to do to silence it? What do we need to do to make it go away? And what if we turned the mindset around and and go, hey, what is this conflict that I'm feeling? What's the conflict that I'm experiencing telling me? What's it whispering to me? What's it yelling to me? And then when you really listen into what is that conflict revealing, what is that conflict daylighting, what is that conflict highlighting, what is that conflict focusing, trying to focus you on, okay, what is it forcing everyone to, to, to focus on? Once you're aware of what that conflict is actually surfacing and exposing and revealing, then what you need to do is to make the decision to lean in into the conflict to move into it one of the the most influential books uh on my healing journey is um daring greatly by Brené brown and if you've ever if you've watched one of Brené brown's videos she's she's her whole thing is on vulnerability and this this the need to be vulnerable okay and so her book daring greatly was one that I, i was meeting with a counselor at the time and my counselor recommended that i read this book and it was such a good book. And, and one of the big ideas in Daring Greatly is this concept that Brene Brown calls leaning into discomfort. And the the whole thing around leaning with discomfort is this, is where you feel that resistance is where you need to lean into. So when you feel the resistance to have that tough conversation, that's your sign that that's, you got to move towards that tough conversation, right? So when you feel the resistance, the the... I don't want to deal with it. Let me just ignore it. You want to lean into wherever you feel discomfort, wherever you see the conflict, wherever you see the frustration. In other words, you want to run towards the fire where you see smoke. Instead of running away from it, you want to run towards it. You want to lean into the thing that's making you feel uncomfortable because on the other side of our resistance is often the solutions that we seek. So how many times have you dreaded having a tough conversation but you did it and then after that conversation you tell yourself I'm so glad that I had that conversation and it wasn't that bad it was actually okay she was she was much better with it than I thought she was going to be I'm so glad I did it right it's the same principle here so if you are sitting at work the first thing is and there's conflict around you there's conflict with colleagues coworkers bosses clients the first thing before you even do anything about it is I want you to master the mindset. And the mindset here is this, is it's not that conflict is bad and it's not something to be avoided. It's not something that means that we're, we're in trouble. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean any of those things. But seeing conflict, feeling conflict, sensing the conflict is simply a sign that I need to do something about it. And by the way, when you do something about it, it can actually trigger incredible change. I'm gonna detail that more later on in this episode. But for now, I just want you to master the mindset. Conflict is not bad. Conflict is normal. Conflict Mm -hmm. is always going to happen with people because people are different. We all have different ideas, different mindsets, different perspectives different points of view. And when you put all of us in an office together, it's inevitable that conflict is going to arise. So instead of running away from the conflict or avoiding the conflict or trying to do everything we can to squash the conflict, what if you said, wait a minute, what if this actually is a good thing? And what if this conflict is pointing me in the direction of where I need to make a change or we need to make a change? And if we make that change, we're going to see tremendously powerful and positive impact here at work. So when you've got conflict at work, the first thing you need to do, master the mindset. Now, there are a couple of other big ideas I want to share with you after today's coffee break. But first, my friends, it is indeed coffee break time. Friends, it is time for a coffee break. I don't know about you, man, but it's been a long week and it's been a good week, but a long week. And so I needed this coffee break. If you are not a coffee person, Feel free to join along with whatever it is you enjoy drinking. And let me know, if you're watching this on YouTube, let me know in the comments what you are drinking along with as you watch this. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, just find me on social media and shoot me a DM. Let me know what your favorite coffee, favorite beverage is. So today's coffee is the Trader Joe's Black Cold Brew. Um coffee. So it's about eight fluid ounces of cold brew. And, uh, there's not a lot of information about this online. Um, but let me just read what Trader Joe says, by the way, in case you're wondering, this is not sponsored. This episode is not sponsored by Trader Joe's or their coffee, but Trader Joe's, if you want to sponsor me, I'm all in. Okay. So, uh, it says, this is brewed from coarsely ground, 100% Arabica arabica coffee beans that are never exposed to heat during the brewing process. This coffee is a smooth, full-bodied addition to your daily routine. Enjoy your black cold brew coffee when it best suits you. So it's just water, coffee, uh, no sugars on this one uh, when you get in the can. They also have a vanilla version uh, as well. So trying this one for the first time. If you uh, have a Trader Joe's and you've tried this, let me know your thoughts as to what you thought about it. So what I've done here is I've placed uh, the cold brew uh, in with some half and half, I think, on this one and a stevia. So I'm replicating the how I would normally drink my coffee. So let's try this out. I don't not like it. <laughs> it's not the greatest thing I've had. Although I, I will be honest, I don't think I've found a lot of hand cold brew coffees that that are phenomenal. Um but there is, I will say, it it I, I don't know that I would call that full bodied. Well, there you go. Solid six, five or six. Um uh, Trader Joe's black cold brew coffee. If you've had this, let me know your thoughts. All right, so now that I've had my coffee, let's dive into a couple more things that I think are gonna really help you as you navigate conflicts with your coworkers without blowing everything up. So before the coffee break, the first thing I mentioned was to master the mindset. Master the mindset. The second thing you need to do now, and this is probably more of the the practicals, is to really master the skill. There is a skill in navigating these conflicts without blowing it up, but still making sure that you are taking the right kind of action that you need to do. So the first thing I would say is this, is you you need to assertively address the issue, okay? So don't ignore it. And so the the, the first big idea is if you're feeling the tension, feeling the conflict, you want to do something about it. Right. So you want to assertively address the issue. Now I say assertive and not aggressive. Being assertive means tackling it head on. It means saying something like, Hey, I I'm noticing that there's some tension. I would like to talk about it. Hey, I'm noticing that during that meeting that there was a lot of friction. I think we should talk about it. Hey, I'm I'm hearing from from a lot of my colleagues that they are not enjoying the new process. Okay, let's, let's talk about it. Okay, so assertive is just you being able to say, there's an issue, I would like to talk about it. There's an issue, I think we should discuss it. Hey, there's something going on, I think we should huddle up and have that conversation. So the first thing is this, right, is you wanna make sure that you are addressing it. So have the conversation, have the talk. If it gets even more serious or you think you need some advice on that, obviously consult with HR, You know, whoever in the chain allows you to do that, get some guidance on that. But for you, just trying to give you permission to assertively address the issue. Don't ignore it. Then the second part of mastering the skill is to let the problem be the problem, right? Don't you be the problem. So when you are addressing the issue, like let's say it's a issue you have with a colleague, a coworker, uh, a subordinate, or maybe even your boss, when you're thinking of what to say and how to say it, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, I would just say this, let the problem be the problem, do not become the problem. And so first of all, you really want to be clear about what the issue is and what the desired outcome is, right? So what's going on and what do you want to see happen from it? Um, and even if the clarity is just, hey, everyone's mad at each other, and I just want to figure out why we're all mad at each other and what we need to do to be less mad at each other, right? It could be something as simple as that. So what that means is then when you're addressing the issue, you want to focus on the issue right? and stay focused on the issue. when you When you bring it up with people, maybe you're, 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 having this conversation with um you know co they might start to bait you into other things they might start to go "Well, what about this and what about that well you're not doing this and who are you to tell me that okay so you just want to steal yourself and get ready to not get baited into all of that okay deal with the thing that's causing the conflict or make sure that you're talking about what's coming up as a result of the conversations around the conflict and only those things So don't be the guy that's escalating it beyond all repair, right? Don't be that person that's pouring gasoline on the fire is probably a better way to put it, right? Focus on the issue. So what's the issue? Focus on the issue. Focus on the problem. Let the problem be the problem. Don't you become the problem. And so here's what's going to be very helpful here is you want to be aware for you what your traps are. What are your issues? What are your triggers? Like, what are the things that the people around you do that just set you off, that just bother you? Like, what, what, what is it? What is it? It could be a personality trait. It could be, I don't know, a habit, a tick. It could be the thing that that person says all the time. And so I remember um, I was in a leadership position. We had a guy join this volunteer group. And it was someone that within the first 10 seconds, I knew the way that he communicated and, and aspects of his personality just rubbed me the wrong way right from the beginning. And because I was aware of this, though, what I had to do was every time I was speaking to this individual, I just had to really manage myself through the process so that I didn't become the problem. Okay. So he just, I just immediately was like, oh man, that's the one that I have trouble with. That's the one I got trouble with what am I going to do? We're all on the same team. And so now how do I navigate this so that I don't become the problem as well? So for me, being aware of what my traps were, my, my issues, my, my triggers. And then when I met, you know, when I meet people who tend to, who could tend to trigger me or tend to like, just, you know, push that button on me, I prepare myself. I get ready. I, because I keep the focus on, Hey, I want to, I want to solve this conflict. And so I don't want to become the conflict. I want to be a part of the solution. You also want to be aware of what triggers your colleagues. And like, what are the things that that you do? Or what are the things that other people do that set them off? Whether it's valid or not, or whether it's a good thing or not. You just want to be aware of that so that when you have those conversations, so that when you say, listen, we're going to assertively address the issue, We're we're going to do this, and I'm going to be able to to confidently and with conviction say, we've got to deal with this, you don't become the problem in how you deal with it because you walked into that trap that always upsets Harold, okay? So you want to be aware of what works and what doesn't work. And then you want to master connection. This is probably the key to that first question, right? Which is how do I navigate conflicts without it affecting our personal or our professional relationship it's about connection have you ever gotten into a fight with your spouse and it's a long drawn out fight and then finally you know hours later a day later your spouse comes up to you and says i love you i'm sorry okay when that happens and that connection right is 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 made doesn't that often start to soften the hardness that you feel, right? That starts to thaw the ice or or vice versa. Maybe you are the one who approaches your spouse and says, hey, hon, I love you, I'm sorry. Can we chat about this, okay? Can we talk about this? So when you create that connection with someone that immediately starts the process of thawing, either thawing out, or it can actually cut through the, the chaos of conflict. And so even when people are feeling kind of rubbed the wrong way, because as you're talking about the conflict, their egos are coming up and their defenses are coming up, but then they, they know that you care about them. They feel that connection from you. And so that connection is like the warm, warm cookie. Okay. That's making them feel comfortable enough to have the conversations that you need to have, right? You want to start to cut through the conflict, you want to start to reduce the negative impact of conflict, work like crazy to build connection with the people that you are working with. Like work like crazy to build authentic, meaningful connection. And the reason for that is we're all wired for connection, right? All of us are wired for connection. We are always wanting to feel connected with the people that you are with. Now, here's what's important when we talk about connection. Okay. Number one, we're all wired for it. So we're always going to pursue it, but we're not always going to feel it. Okay. And so what I mean with that is sometimes as you have these conversations, as you're navigating conflict, as you are moving, trying to move the organization in a certain way, you're trying to cut through the tension and all that stuff. Sometimes there's going to be short-term feelings hurt. There's going to be short-term tensions, short-term frustration, and and that's okay. That's okay. That's normal. So when you are addressing conflict, allow people to have their feels. Okay. If they don't like it, if they're starting to respond in, in not great ways, don't get mad at them for getting emotional. Okay. Don't make them feel guilty because... They're starting to get rubbed the wrong way. Like, Allow other people to feel their feels and and allow yourself to feel your feels as well. Here's what's important though. You don't wanna let your feels get in the way of having those important conversations. So sometimes when we know we have to deal with it, those feels come up and we go, no, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. You want to, as we talked about, assertively deal with the issue. The important thing for you is to make sure that you communicate with people in a way that creates connection. Okay? That's it. So even as you're talking about it and you're dealing with it, you're always emphasizing connection. You are always looking to, at ways to build connection. All right, the, the big picture idea, again, is when you're just thinking about it, is you just want to think about what's the conflict, what's going on, and then what can you do to be a part of the solution to to move through it so that everyone can come out on the other side of this conflict, of this frustration, of this tension in a much better place than they were before it started. Now, I have so much that I wish I could share with you. And if you end up in one of my people skills, training talks and communication talks and programs, you're going to hear even more. And I look forward to sharing even more with you there. But here's some things that I just want to leave you with. Number one do these things that we talked about here. I know it's going to be very, very helpful, right? That conflict at work is normal, right? Conflict at work is inevitable. Trying to avoid conflict at work doesn't work. Trying to silence and suppress conflict doesn't work. What does work is helping yourself and helping others Deal with conflict in healthy ways so that the conflict actually opens doors to solutions. It opens doors to possibilities. It open opens doors to things that you didn't even know you needed doors open to so that it creates more solutions and not causes more problems. And the last thing I wanna lead is this, is if you lead people, if you're starting to see that there's more conflict at work, you're starting to see morale go down, performance go down, productivity go down, That's your sign. You need to do something about it. And what's great is it can be anything from having training on how to deal with conflict or communication training or people skills training. That's what I do a ton of. And I always find that when I work with clients and we're able to do that and people feel equipped and empowered, they're actually excited to be able to overcome these common challenges that derail a lot of organizations. So if you're a leader and you have the ability to do something about it, If you start to see the conflict is starting to move through your organization, it's time to do something about it. So just a plug for me, if you could use some powerful support to help your teams, I'd love to partner with you. Reach out to me. Let's chat. Let's talk. All right, friends, to the millions of you listening or watching, I trust that you found this episode valuable. If you have, would you do me a solid and like and subscribe and comment if this resonated with you and if you liked it. And please give this a five-star rating wherever you are listening to the program. Friends. Thanks for joining me today, and as always, I would love to say a blessing over you, and whatever your faith or belief, I hope you receive this as a blessing today. My friends, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. This is the Romel Anakin Show, and I will see you next time.